special guest Colleen Biggs. She is the founder of Lead Up for Women. She is also an author and so many titles of follow that. I'm going to have her introduce herself and share everything that she does. Oh, thank you, Esmeralda. Um, uh, yes, my name is Colleen Biggs and I am a, I want to say like a corporate retiree or a corporate dropout, however you want to look at that. I was in corporate America for three decades uh, and now that I've released myself um, from that lifestyle, um, I am now playing around in this, what I call the millionaire playground of being an entrepreneur. And quickly as I became an entrepreneur, I started realizing the different things that I needed to start doing to get exposure for myself as I have been teaching all of my clients with the 340 businesses I've launched in the last 20 years of being a peak performance coach, which is you've got to tell everybody about you. And that is really one of the biggest pieces of being an entrepreneur. You have to have the confidence. You've got to get past the fear and the disbeliefs. And you have to get out there and believe your passion. Tell everybody about you. And I started doing speaking as part of how I tell everyone about me. I would run workshops and be at the Small Business Expo and teach a lot of, I was teaching theirs pretty much every week for a couple of months. And it's just about getting out there and taking your expertise, your your um, knowledge, um, all of your skill sets, your wisdom, uh, your experience that you've learned over the years and applying that to a, a specific passion of yours and knowing that you're solving a problem for other people, you know, that's the biggest piece. Are you solving a problem that exists out there today? If you are, then you definitely have a solution. You have a business you have something that you can sell. And so that's what I do today. Personally, I've been married, just celebrated my 15 year anniversary with my husband in Nashville, Tennessee. We were there this weekend for Ulapalooza. And thank you. Uh, we have seven children that we combined into our family 15 years ago. And since then, they've all gotten married except for the youngest one, who's a baby. He's 24, I guess you could say he's a baby. And uh, so we have 11 grandkids. And we have our 12th yeah. one on the way that will be born in March. Little boy. Wow. Well, yeah. I know there's a lot. I know there's a lot to your title, but tell us a little bit about this lead up for women. Yeah, I'm glad you asked. You know, when I came out of corporate America, the one thing that I know worked really, really well for me during my time in corporate America was my connections. It was about who I knew. I was up against some tight timelines working with new CEOs and opening and launching businesses. And you had to align everybody uh, within there to make sure it launched successfully. And it was all about who I knew. And I would do favors for people and get connections. And um, I would cultivate those relationships. So I built Lead Up for Women as a community for us to be able to network, to be able to cultivate relationships, meet new people, be able to collaborate, not compete. Uh, competition does nothing for any of us. It, there's enough abundance out there for all of us. And I also created it in the beginning to help women in corporate America really learn how to negotiate for that seat, uh, create new jobs, because this is something that I was doing while I was in corporate America and really cracked that code. So, um, but it, it organically turned into attracting female entrepreneurs because I had a podcast and a radio show, because I had a magazine and I had platforms for women to be on to create credibility. So I just started adding more platforms, attracting more and more female entrepreneurs till today where we are. We have platforms every day of the week with Member Monday Spotlights and Thrive Thursday Spotlights and Teaching Tuesday Masterclasses and Wednesday Podcasts that we're able to spotlight a different member in our community every single day. And they're able to teach from our platforms and share their products, their services. And it has really helped many of the members grow their revenue in their business um, just simply from showing up. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for doing that. Now, what drives you? I mean, I see Colleen here, Colleen there, everywhere. What drives you? 
my community drives me. The women that depend on me drives me. I drive me, um, you know, and my faith in God drives me. My higher purpose that I know why I'm here, that I'm made for, you know, by God for greatness and a purpose. And if we all realize that we are, then our purpose is much bigger than our own selves. What we have to accomplish is much bigger than us. So you have to trust and have faith in that because we can't always see the path that's built for us, but our little pea brains can only see this little vision of what we call our company, right? And where we really see a greater impact that we want to have. And my blueprint and what I, the impact I want to have on women is so far beyond lead up for women. It's so far beyond that season. You know, it's, it's about changing the, the blueprint of what women look like in business and how many women are running businesses and starting businesses. But it really comes down to the core of this, Esmeralda, which is I want women to believe that anything is possible because when they believe that and they live in that purpose, then they are modeling that for their children and their daughters and their sons so that they grow up believing that. And that's the only way we're going to change that generation after generation, if we keep repeating the same, which is looking at society and culture and getting on social media and feeling like we're not enough because, oh my gosh, Susie next door lives the most amazing life and she's traveling all over the world and I want to have her life, right? So I'm jealous or envious of her. Um, that is doing nothing for my children. That is teaching my children that we envy others, um, that we're jealous of others, that we don't feel like we're worthy of having that life. But we have to remember what people put on social media are mainly all like just a just tiny little moment in time of their life when five minutes before that, you know, you see that beautiful family photo on vacation. Five minutes before that, the kids were screaming, the mom's screaming at the kids, they're all fighting, no one's smiling, they have a thousand pictures that didn't turn out. Um, that's life. And when we right. expose all of our lives to everyone and we're vulnerable and we get out there and we let everyone see who we are to the core and what our heart is, that's when you really start making an impact and changing the world. So me showing up everywhere for the purpose of that is to show everyone who I am to my core, that I'm consistently the same person in my community, in my family, in my business, on a podcast, on a, on a stage. Um, it's so freeing and easy for me just to be my own best first impression, which is me, you know, and just show up as me. And it's just easy. And then I don't have to worry or try and prepare too hard um, because I just can show up through my heart and my spirit. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I, I like that because a lot of times you say, you know, we see this stuff on social media and it, it's just one thing. I mean, people tell me, how do you do it? How do you do this? No, like we all argue. We all have issues. We all have things that we struggle with. I still have to come home and, and wash dishes, which I don't want to sometimes. And I still have to uh, tell the kids sometimes, hey, you need to get up. Like we need to go. We need to change. And and there's a lot of things. So thank you for, for, for sharing that side of you also that we're just normal people. We're normal women. We're moms sometimes in the mom role and we have to use our mom voice. And sometimes we have to show up and, and still do what we have to do regardless, regardless yeah. of what we go through. Thank you. Now, everything sounds amazing so far, everything that you answered, but I'm sure there's been some adversities out there. That way people think, oh, my God, look at her, Ms. Biggs or Colleen, however they, they, they call you, right? She mm -hmm. has this and she has that. But guess what? We all have a story. We all mm -hmm. have adversities that we've gone through. Can you share a few adversities? Yeah, you know, um, I've heard over the last couple of years people say, um, you know, you've got you've got it all together, right? So there's this expectation that, I have the perfect life and the perfect husband and, you know, the perfect career. And, and here's what I want people to understand. Um, we don't get anywhere in our lives without failing, without failing and anywhere. You are going to fail in your belief. You're going to fail in um, something that you try. 
Um, you're going to set a goal and uh, you're not going to achieve it. You're going to send out an email or a video um, and you're not going to have any views. You're going to have crickets. No one's going to reach out to you when the call to action was to reach out to you or, you know, to send you back an email and no one is going to. And in that moment, you are going to feel, and I've been through all of these, you're going to feel like a failure. You're going to feel that that everything you're trying is not working. And what I want women especially to understand, because that's who my main demographic focus is, is I want them to understand that it's part of the process. Um, everything we try, everything we reach for, all of the goals we set, it's a stepping stone for our greatness. It's a stepping stone for our growth and your business, your relationships, your community, anything that you touch can only grow to the extent that you do, can only grow to the extent that you do. So you have to be willing to work on you. We pour from an empty cup and I've gone through this and it's made me sick and I've been, you know, in bed sick before. And, you know, we're trying to just go on no sleep and it doesn't, it doesn't create happiness for you. And so many women are unhappy. And I think that is probably the biggest piece that I've learned through my leap of coming from corporate America to um, entrepreneurship is A, you're your own safety net. And when you become an entrepreneur, when you leave a corporate job and you become an entrepreneur, your worth is in as um, an employee in corporate America is based on a job description and how much you're paid. Believe it or not. I know that sounds horrible to say, but that's the value that you bring to the company, which is the value that you're paid. So what we all think, believe it or not, that's my self-worth. My worth is what they're telling me I'm worth. It's not our self-worth. It's just that what you're worth to the company of what you provide for the company. So when you leave that, I had a very dark time for several weeks as an entrepreneur when I had zero dollars coming in, that my self-worth was zero, absolutely zero. That is a hard pill to swallow to say I'm worth nothing. When here's God staring at me like, you're absolutely perfect. You're worth so much. If you could see the vision of what I have planned for you, you wouldn't feel this way, but we can't even comprehend that plan, right? Because it's so great. So here I am crying, having a hard time with my emotions, struggling with action. And we all know action is what holds our confidence and keeps us, you know, craving the next thing and feeling confident when we win. Here, I was just struggling. I was a mess, total mess. In my messages, you could hear the desperation. You could hear that I was reaching and I built all of this and I needed to go through that to realize because I hadn't seen that side of it yet. I needed to realize that side of it to understand what female entrepreneurs go through when they're building a business. And I'm so thankful that I had what I call the dark days of going through that because it molded me as a person today to have uh, just a kind and gentle and non-judgment heart toward others and realizing that what other people thought about me really was not anything about me. It was always a reflection of them. So for me, those were some of the adversities that I've been through. Um, and of course, there's always going to be people out there that are the haters, that are the non-believers, and they're not your customers. And I just want to say that again to everybody. They're not your customers. They're not your followers. They're not the people that you want to have in your front row. They're not the people that you want to surround in your tribe. So ignore those people. You need to be attracting the people that are attracted to your presence, that are attracted to your energy, that are attracted to your, your personality, um, to everything that you bring. You will attract the right people. Those that don't like what you're doing, that are the haters, that don't show up, they're not important. And you need to remember that. They're not important in your life. They just aren't. And you know, likes on social media, or it's just vanity. It really is just vanity. You know, you could get out there and get 16,000 followers or get a ton of likes, but how many of those 16,000 people do you know personally? Probably a handful, maybe a hundred. 
you know personally. So dig in and surround yourself with a tribe of people to help you through those adversities that you're going to go through. We're all going to. And at every level, you're going to go through different ones. So they're still coming. They're not over. Yeah. Wow, thank you for that. Thank you. Because you said a lot and I was trying to write down some, some of the things you were saying. It was just too much. But thank you for the advice you provided. Thank you because you mentioned that the dark times, right? There's going to be dark times and it's, and it's a process. You also yeah. mentioned that it's a process and it's something that we have to go through. And then if not, you wouldn't be the person that you are now. You said right. you learned, you said that it, it helped you see the other side. Now that you're helping people say, you know what? I've been there, done that. Guess what? There is a light at the end of the tunnel. So thank you for sharing that because like a lot of them are in right now, you know, especially with COVID, like, should I do this? Should I quit my job? Should I change? Should I do this? Should I take that leap of faith and maybe try a different uh, career? And they're in that. So those listening out there, you know what? It worked for you and it works. You just have to try, right? So thank you. Yeah. Now, can you mention some adversities, maybe as a mom? Because there's always that, that people use it as an excuse. You know what? Well, I have a kid or I have two, I have children. They're little, they're big. I have to pay for college. I mean, there's so many, because there is, there's so many excuses that we can make. Yeah. I know myself, I have three kiddos, but th there is a life of opportunities out there. So here you are. I think you said you merged and now you have seven kiddos. Seven. But can you talk? I mean, I'm not going to mention, because we say adversity as a mom. Man, we can go forever here talking 24 hours. Mm -hmm. But mention some key ones that you want to, you know, share with our listeners out there. Well, I'll tell you this right now. A lot of families are combined. They're merged. They um, exist of uh, children that are adopted, um, children that aren't your blood. And number one, let me just say this. Family is the family that you create. I have people in my own family that are not close to me. Um, that are not in my life regularly, and they're not in my tribe, and they're not in on my front row, right? So um, your family is who you create to be your family. Thank you for saying that, because yeah. a lot of people feel that, oh, it's my family, I need to mm -mm. please them. Uh-uh, go for it. No, they're not. Um, my father passed away, and when I went to his funeral, I think it was about nine or 10 years ago, uh, the people there didn't even know who I was. They didn't know that I existed. So imagine showing up at your own dad's funeral and people don't even know who you are. Um, but it wasn't about them. It was about me. And it was about my relationship with my dad. And it was about burying the baggage that I had been carrying all those years of not being in his life um, and him not being in my life that I let go and decided it was time for God to take over. You know, and I think we do carry a lot of baggage around. So talking about adversity, we take on um, baggage from other people. We take on how other people treat us, whether it be family. Um, you know, I'm married into a family. My husband has an ex-wife. Um, I have an ex-husband. And, you know, we need to treat others the way that we want to be treated, the way that we desire to be loved. So even if people are horribly awful to you, even if children at a young age tell you they hate you, I can't tell you how many times I've heard this out of children's mouths, you know? Um, and, and even when they've gotten older, you look at two or three children or four or five children, and each one of them have a different version of what their upbringing was, even though they were all raised in the same household. And you're like, how is that even possible that you guys believe, have a different story of what your childhood was? But we have to understand and get into the map of the world of other people to understand that their reality is their reality, period. It's their reality of what they believe. And if that's the reality of what they believe, meet them where they're at. Love them anyway, right? Treat others the way we deserve to be treated. And that's probably why I created Lead Up for Women, why I... I have been creating community for as long as I can remember and just bringing family together and bringing people together because on our last days when we're laying there and getting ready to die, we're not going to ask how much is in my bank account or, you know, how much real estate do we have left or what have we invested in? We're going to ask to be surrounded by the people that love us the most. And if you dive into your career and that's all you do and you leave the ones that love you behind, they're the ones that won't be there for you at the end of the time. And it's sad to say, but 
I wasn't there when my father passed away. I guarantee I probably will not be there when my mother passes away. And so with that, it's very hard pill to swallow to understand that just because you have a want and a need and a love in your life and what you want doesn't mean that other people feel the same. And um, you can forgive them for that. That doesn't forgive the sin. It doesn't forgive any of the choices that they've made. What it does for you is it sets you free and provides you peace. And I think this is a world today where we need to do more forgiveness so that we have peace to move forward. Even with our children, we mess up our children's lives all the time. I'm just going to throw it out there. We don't know exactly what move we're supposed to make every day all the time. And we just do the best we can. And sometimes, you know, we could beat ourselves up and say, I never should have let her hang out with that girl, you know, because then she started shoplifting. And if it wasn't for that girl that she hung out with, my daughter never would have started shoplifting. Right. And it's like, you can't beat yourself up over that. You just have to know that that lesson needed to happen for your daughter, you know, have faith in the process, teach her, and know that that molds her and helps her become a better young lady, right? These are true stories that have happened in my life. I'm sharing the shoplifting story because that happened to one of my daughters. And it's because when she was younger, she started hanging out with someone that I didn't necessarily care about. And I allowed it instead of speaking up. I was lazy. I didn't really get involved in her life and say, I don't think you should hang out with her. I was just hoping that she could make the right choices. But let me tell you, our children are very influenced by the people around them. And if you believe today, Esmeralda, especially you and I, if we believe that the five people we hang around the most are pretty much an equality equal of who we are, right? The five people we hang around the most, imagine that for your children. The five people they hang around the most are going to be the most influences on them. So choose wisely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing because that's a, the very interesting stories. Things like you say, oh, because I taught him well at home. Mm -hmm. We need to help. You know, it's, it's it's different. We need to be involved. We need to be involved with our kiddos. We need to yeah. involve be involved in their in their life. You know, and then try to help them make good choices. I usually tell my kiddos, your gauge is needs is if are you going to do that if mom's around? Would you mm -hmm. be talking like that if mom and dad were around? Would you say that in front of grandma? Would you say that in front of uh, grandpa? And if we don't, you don't think so, then it's more than likely it's not a good thing to do or say. So, but then again, we're not with them 24 seven. So thank you for sharing those little mom stories, because again, a lot of people see you, they see me, they see other people and say, you know what? They don't have struggles. They have the perfect <laughs> life. Uh, they, they have that bank account or they have that job. And then they look at them, look at what they drive, look at this. So, so many uh, mis misconceptions, but no, we're, we're parents, we're human, we're, we're women. And I, I tell people, I have to go home and, and, and do dinner sometimes, you know? You know, I'm glad you said that because there was a photo that we took um, probably nine years ago in my family. And it looked like it was one of my daughter's weddings and we had everybody there. And it looked like a photo that could have been on the front of like Vanity Magazine. I mean, it was just the most beautiful background that the photographer did an amazing job imposing everybody. And it looked fake. Like it looked fake. And someone mentioned your family is so beautiful. Every single one of them, this could be on the cover of Vanity Magazine. And I thought to myself, as I looked down the line at all the kids and all the conversations we've had and comments that have been made and problems in relationships and it, what, what it appears on surface is not what is happening behind the scenes. But for a moment in time, and we can be a picture perfect family. And if we try hard enough on our relationships with our kids, even when they're 35 and 36, like our kids are getting up there in age now, we can continue working on those relationships. And that helps their relationships stay strong in their marriages when they're surrounded by strong individuals that aren't afraid to talk about the problems that we're having, the issues that we're having and being transparent. Um, because, you know, we can go out in the world and motivate and inspire others, but we need to go inside our own families and motivate and inspire our kids, no matter if they're adults or if they're children, to just do the right thing. 
Thank you. And you, you said something that was key. I mean, you said a lot of things, but one of them that struck to me is like working. And it's an everyday. You have to work at it. You know, have to work at it and try to be better than yesterday. That's something that I usually say when I talk to people. But thank you for that. Now, what helped you overcome? What helps you overcome? I know you mentioned several. Uh, let me go back to that shoplifting story. I'm just going to go because yeah. I'm sure there's so many things. But that one or later, later other adversities that you had throughout your life, what has helped you? What has helped Colleen uh, you know, overcome those adversities. You know, I'm glad that you mentioned that. And my daughter, if she hears this, is just going to be mortified, you know, because I've never brought up that story before. And in the moment when it happened, um, she called her dad. Her dad was the one who brought her home because she knew her mom. And she was like, if I call my mom, she's just going to be so mad, you know? And uh, she called her dad and brought her home. And uh, it was my husband, you know, who I'm married to now, who I was married to then, who helped me see a different perspective. So we are very focused and closed off on looking at things from a different perspective. So let's talk about tunnel vision for a minute. My tunnel vision was you committed, um, you broke the law, you stole, I'm so mad at you, you're gonna be grounded. That was the only thing I could think. I didn't raise you to act this way. Why are you acting this way? This is not who you are then you have to be punished, right? And that's all I was thinking, which was so narrow-minded as a mother to think that way. And my husband at the time sat with her and talked her through, and we sat as a family in the living room. And no, it was in our bedroom. I remember sitting there and he was like, "What? tell me what happened. And he wanted to know all the details. Why did you do it? What, you know, he got her to, you know, get into tears and talk about it. And he was like, you know, um, so I've been arrested before. And she was like, what? And I was like, what? And so we got into this conversation about his vulnerabilities and mistakes that he's made in the past. So I think we tend to, um, I think we tend to not share with our kids, right? That they couldn't know that I was ever arrested. They couldn't know I ever shoplifted. If they ever knew that I did that, then, you know, how am I supposed to help them be better? But the more that we can relate with our children, the more that we can understand, it's like a sickness. When you have a cough, it's, you know, the doctors try and treat the cough. What's the core pr problem? What's the root cause of the cough? That's what you need to get to, to solve your cough problem, right? We need to get to the root cause of why our children did that. Did she, was she trying to get attention? What was it? And so it was the conversation it was the different perspective that my husband brought to the table so that I could sit back and learn from his parenting skills and his conversation with her and patience and love and understanding when I was mad. I was angry. I was mad. And I was only looking for the result of fixing the problem. And he was trying to help her understand and come to grips with what she did, understand why she did it so that she could make different choices in the future because my way of doing it was very one way. I'm angry and now you have to be punished and then you know we're reprimanded and you get over it. And that was not his approach. So I learned a lot that day about the type of parent I was and the type of parent I wanted to be. Thank you, thank you. And I know um, if, it wouldn't, if it had not been for him sharing the story of him being arrested, I mean, that's what helped your daughter open up. I think, I mean, I'm thinking when you were saying what you were going to do, I'm thinking, I'm going to do the same thing. Like, okay, we're going to teach you like that. This is, this is wrong. You need to be punished. You know, like mm -hmm. the, the, the problem and the consequences, right? I would tell them decisions have good and bad consequences. But yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. Because a lot of times that, that's a key. I think as parents, I mean, I can, I have a daughter who's, I have three kids. My daughter's 14. I just, you said that you had never shared the story, but thank you for sharing because that can happen to anybody. I mean, you think you have this perfect little family. Uh, you you think you have, uh, you thought them well. You think you have, but then we're yeah. not with them right now. You know, they, they, they can be at school. They can be with a friend, whatever. So there's influence out there that we cannot be them 24-7. And, and we need to be careful and, and share that. Open up and say, you know what? You encounter me. Have that open conversation, that open yeah. relationship. Doesn't mean you're going to be best friends, right? A lot of times people say, well, I'm best friends with my daughter. I'm best friends with my son. Then I don't know. Again, you may, you can give your opinion, but I think there needs to be a fine line that way that they still have that respect. There's still that, hey, 
I'm friends with you, but I'm, I'm still the mom, you know? You need to yeah. I was never friends with my kids. Um, when they were younger, I was, I really feel like, and my, my daughters, you know, my sons never said this, but my daughters were like, you're not, I, you're not my friend. And it's like, why well, I, I don't want to be your friend. I'm your mom. Right. So I'm here to guide you, to give you some direction. Um, but I'm not your friend. I didn't really become friends with my daughters and my sons until they were adults. And then we have a different relationship. And now I can say we're friends um, because friendship is something different than when, you know, there's a mom and a child and children don't need friends. They have lots of friends. They need guidance. They need wisdom. They need skill sets. They need habits. And as parents, that's our responsibility to teach them um, how to be that adult. And they're so influenced at a young age. They don't need us to be their friends. They have friends. Exactly. We share that. I, I'm, I'm like, no, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm here to, 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 I'm the mom, right? So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Now, yeah. how does Colleen define success? <laughs> success um, is not linear in any way, shape or form. And a lot of people think it is. So they think of five million dollars, I'm successful. Um, if I've built my own company and it can pay for my bills, I'm successful, right? Um, if I've built a family, um, I'm successful. So <clears throat> the way I look at success is defined individually, again, getting into the map of other people. What defines success for you? Success in my life is freedom every day that I wake up and someone doesn't tell me where I need to be, when I need to be there. Um, and that really comes from just working in a world of working for someone else. So for me, success is freedom and choice that I know I'm free to have choices every day of what I do with my time. Um, success for me is um, having um, a family that's open and loving to talk to each other and wants to be around each other. Um, for me, success is having a healthy marriage, um, a very open communication, healthy uh, marriage where I'm in love with my husband. That's success to me. Um, success is surrounding myself uh, with people that fuel me, that teach me, that I can look up to, um, that are there to support me and I'm there to support them. So um, I don't define success in dollars, which a lot of people do. But when I feel when you don't define success in dollars and we focus on all the things that build um, the successes in our lives and create the foundation, the money is what becomes the icing on the cake. And then it just comes in abundance because you're serving others and you're happy in doing things for others without expecting anything in return. So that is success for me. Success is um really loving myself and feeling confident with who I am, um, that is true success. And not a lot of people can say that they believe that or have that in their lives. So that's the one piece that's missing for many of us. Thank you. Thank you. I love it that you went and it's everywhere, right? It's here, 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 not just one pinpoint. And you said it's not linear. And thank you because uh, yeah, a lot of people that have been here in, in the podcast and they, they have their own definition. They have different definitions. I've heard a lot of different perspectives. I like the fact that it's, you know what, that you mentioned that it's every day. It's every day, every day here, every day there, and their success is here and there. So thank you for the really broad definition that you mentioned. You know, I love my husband. I have my family. Mm -hmm. I, I have the freedom. And th that is amazing. I, I like the fact that you shared that now you have your own thing. Nobody defines what you're going to do in the day. So that is awesome. I've never heard that. So thank you. Thank you for mm -hmm. that. Now that we're in that uh, sense of, of talking, can you share life advice for our listeners? I know our mm -hmm. listeners really um, all ages. I've heard somebody, I bump into somebody, oh, I listen to your podcast. And then older, younger. And I know a mom where I gave us a uh, speak to uh, last week said, you know what? Now I got my son who's a senior in high school listening to your podcast and he actually is enjoying it. So we, we listen to it when, when we're going to school, after school, things like that. So it's again, different range out there, a, a broad life advice that you can share with us. Yeah. A few things are 
really my mantras that I stick with. One is if learning is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. So your life should be full of learning. There should never be a moment in time where you look at someone and say, I know. Try and try to avoid the words I know. Um, they're a disaster. Um, be open, be willing to grow, be willing to learn from others. Even if you feel that your success is here and their success is here, they can still teach you something. So be open and be humble. I think that's the next part. The other one is have gratitude for everything. Don't just say thank you, but have gratitude towards people. Practice gratitude every day. Um, I spend my morning um, about an hour just for me. Um, my husband and I walk a couple of miles. I journal. I write 10 to 20 gratitudes every morning on a piece of paper. Um, and I just open up my notebook and start writing. I'm thankful for whatever comes to my mind. It, I could hear a bird outside, or it could be that my body was healthy that morning when I was walking, or that my new shoes that I bought, I didn't get any blisters, you know? It could be that I'm thankful for the time I spend uh, by myself or the, the weekend that I had, right? So what are the things that you're grateful for and live your life in gratitude? And I think the other piece of advice I can give any age out there is to just love other people. Do unto others really the way that you would want people to treat you. And if we treated others the way we would want people to treat us, imagine what this world would look like today. Um, and just remember, you have such an, um, a huge uh, impact on others, even when you don't think they're watching, they're watching. And so many people are watching you. Um, they're listening to you. They're watching your actions. So treat others with respect. Do unto others the way that you deserve to be treated. Live your life in gratitude every single day and never stop learning, ever. Thank you. I know you said uh, grateful. I know there's a talk that I guess is grateful and thankful. And it's um, once you, you said, because you mentioned, say thank you, but no, don't just say it. Be grateful. So actually mean it, right? Don't just say, oh, yeah. thank you. Because it's a habit. It's a habit. It's like, oh, thank you. No, are you really thankful? Like, are you really, you know, so that's the difference. And thank you because mm -hmm. there's a difference in those words. And once you, you wake up with that gratefulness in your heart, well, I have a big sign on my, on my restroom, actually, because really what you first thing you wake up, you go to the restroom, right? Mm -hmm. And it says, you know, start each day with a grateful heart. And that really changes a perspective for everything. Thank you for, for being, sharing that advice. You also mentioned love others, you know, the golden rule, treat others mm -hmm. like what you want to be treated. I usually add a little extra that says, even when no one's watching, right? Mm -hmm. You mentioned social media earlier. It says, you know what? Oh, you're doing something, share, share, share. No, even when nobody's watching, even when there's not a camera around, you still want to be the same person. You mentioned earlier in the, in the interview that you're here, you're the same here, you're the same here and everywhere because that's you. That's what makes yeah. you. So even when nobody's around, we want to treat them the way we, we would well like to be treated. Thank you. Yeah, Thank without you. the recognition, you know, whether you're serving somewhere or doing something behind the scenes that no one's going to know about, you don't have to put it on social media if you're volunteering to pack up toys or volunteering at the shelter, which is when a lot of people put it on social media so others know what they're doing. Um, do it humbly, uh, do it behind the scenes and just know that you're doing it for the right reasons. And it, it you know, it doesn't really matter who knows, um, you know. Thank you. Can you share a bit of your background before you started doing Lead Up for Women and all the talks? What did you do previously? You mentioned you were in corporate America. What did you do back then? What's your background? I was, and um, I have been launching businesses for about the last 22 years uh, in corporate America. So I had a lot of different jobs starting at a young age, um, and I was always in service of others. I would be supervisors in construction companies, believe it or not, and driving around trucks for crews. You know, anything that really lit me up, I would go do. And But for the last 20 years, I've been working with individuals, a lot of females, about 95% females, 5% men on, you know, creating their dream life, which is launching their own business and having the freedom of time and choice for them to be able to take their children to school, see them off the bus. They just hated having that corporate job. And so that's what I've done. And through that process, I just realized how different people are. Um, we're not cookie cutter. We're all different. We all have challenges. We all have knowledge and experience and skill sets. And as much as 
um, others try to fit us into a mold, we need to remember that we're meant to stand out. And those are the things that you should be um, really um, sharing with others and putting in the forefront. We are meant to stand out. So stop hiding your passion, stop hiding your uh, dreams, stop hiding um, all of those pieces. And that's why I loved working with owners. You know, I've designed corporate offices, you know, um, I have designed uh, stores, uh, branded them. I've worked with their staff. I've taught 15 year olds, 16 year olds on how to sell. Um, everything that I teach and do comes from a place from my heart and comes from a place of, I go down to my soul and my heart to say, if I was a customer here, how would I feel in this place? How would I want to feel if I was a young mom here with my child? How would I want to feel if I was a 15-year-old or 16-year-old and I had to sell this program? How would I, how would I want that 15 or 16 year old to feel? How would I want them to present it to a parent and how should they feel? So when we get down to how we feel about things, um, every purchase is made on an emotional buy. I want people to understand that every purchase is made on emotion. And when we are making a purchase, it has an emotion tied to it. So it's one of the secret pieces of, um, of selling is make it, um, you know, palatable um, and irresistible to the other person based on their needs, right? You don't sell the same product to everyone exactly the same way. It's different for each person and every person is going to buy based on an emotion or something going on in their life at that moment, right? So every woman that joins Lead Up for Women joins for a different purpose in their life and a reason. And I know that and I want to get to know what that is. So I can deliver on that value. So we need to we need to know that about people. So I guess I've come from a world of sales, um, come from a world of um, of design, and just understanding people. Thank you. How about uh, education? Anything out there that you want to share with that with the listeners? Yeah, so um, I never graduated from college. Um, a lot of people think I did, and I didn't. Um, I went to college for a long time. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I stopped going to college, got a job. And, um, but the, I think the, the, the two for me, um, as I started getting older, I started getting certifications and things in areas that were important to me. And two of the, the highest certifications I received that were very important to me at the time was, one was as a certified personal trainer um, in teaching fitness to others and understanding the body better um, because, you know, there are temples. And if we don't treat them right, um, they will, they, they're not going to last forever. And so many people abuse their bodies and by just exercising, that is the one thing that can, again, we can only grow everything to the extent that we're willing to grow. And the other one was, um, it took me about three and a half years, my husband and I, to become first degree black belts. And um, that was one of the hardest, that, that was college, let me tell you, for me, um, which was the mental capacity of what I had to be able to stress I put on my body, um, the physical um, ailments, the pieces that we had to push past, right? Um, it's, it's quite um, exhilarating to be willing to grow and do new things. And I challenge your listeners out there to try something new that they've never done before and accomplish it. You know, when we see ourselves cross a finish line, I used to be a runner and run marathons and it was just a season for me, but um, about three years ago, my brother-in-law said, will you run, hey, will you run this half marathon with me um, on Saturday? This was Thursday. I haven't been a runner for like four years. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I'm not, I haven't really like practiced, but I'll go. Cause it's what, uh -huh. I mean, why can't it's 13 and a half miles or 13.2 miles. Right. So half we can do anything if we put our minds to it. It was amazing to me. This was like his third one. It was like my third or fourth one. Um, and people were like, is this your first one? Because, you know, we're in the back of the pack and we're going really slow. And I said, no, it's not my first one. I've done several of these. I just haven't been training for a long time. So we're just going to take it easy and enjoy the journey. And when we enjoyed the journey, we got to watch the, the elite marathoners loop us. And I've never seen them before because when I used to run marathons or half marathons, I was so focused in on me and my goals 
that when I, I didn't see other people around me. So when I would hit the finish line, I would congratulate myself and then get a bite to eat and go home. Right. So I never got to really see some of these other marathoners and watch the beauty in them and their commitments and get to know people and talk to people along a run and know their journey and know, see women that are out there that are struggling with weight loss and that, you know, this is the first time they've challenged themselves to do something this large. So the journey in that one run was one of the best things I've ever done for myself. Um, same with first degree black belt and pushing my body and mental capacity past where I thought was possible. So um, we need to get out there and we need to push ourselves more than what we think we're capable of doing um, and physically cross a finish line every once in a while. I think many of us are missing that. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And again, if I go back to what you mentioned, you said, I didn't even go to college and look at you now, you know, look at what you've been doing. Look what the stuff that you have founded. I mean, magazines, podcasts, lead up for women and the many people that you have helped to do their own corporations, companies and so forth. And the amazing role model that you are now. And a a lot of people say, you know what? I can't do anything because I don't even have a college degree. So then don't let that stop you. Mm -mm. They don't teach you how to be an entrepreneur in college. They don't teach you how to be an entrepreneur in high school either. So unless you want to be, uh, I have a son who's a mechanical engineer, you know, unless you want to be an engineer or doctor, yeah, me too. Attorney, <laughs> right. Then yeah, then you need to go to college. There's skill sets you need to learn. But other than that, if you have a passion and a dream and of being an entrepreneur, I, and many people aren't going to, going to be like telling their kids, don't listen to her advice on this. But I, I wouldn't recommend going to college because I, I believe it's four years that you could have studied under someone who has launched very successful businesses and learned from them for a lot less than it would cost you to go to college. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And then again, so many things you're coming. And I, I know I hear people saying, you know, why college is not for everybody. It is. Some people want to go to a technical degree. Some people want to go to university. Other people want to go on to master's. Other people are hands-on. They'd rather do this. They want to, you know, and I always say, you know what, go shadow somebody, go volunteer at a mm-hmm. summer, even if you don't want to, you're not going to get paid. But if you want to be the dentist, go shadow a dentist. If you think you want to be a teacher, maybe go work at a daycare. Mm-hmm. Or if you think you want to be a doctor, go shadow that. If you think you want to do a mechanic, go volunteer or go, hey, can I come and see? I mean, that way you can see what it's like yeah, because yeah. a lot of things that they're not taught in the classroom and you're right. So thank yeah, you. if you want to have a baby, go shadow a mom. <laughs> <laughs> Borrow a baby for a weekend or maybe a Friday night. It's like, well, not Friday. No, it's Friday is when you want to have that kid. I know people ask me, oh, what are you going to do? It's Friday. I'm like, it's Friday, but I'm a mom. You know, it doesn't mean anything. Movie night, pizza night with the kids. Yeah. Yes, movie. And a lot of times you get to a point where that's what you want. You want peace. When you mentioned earlier success, I'm like, sometimes Friday, that's all I want to do. Just chill and get on my bed. is sweatpants and a bowl of popcorn on the couch with my kids. Yes, yes. So thank you. Thank you. Now, what would you share with women out there, women entrepreneurs? You know, um, the number, there's two pieces, two, two things for, well, there's three. <laughs> a, I've talked about this enough, but I can't stress that if you don't surround yourself with people that fuel your success, that are there to support you, open doors for you, collaborate with, um, that fuel you and aren't the naysayers, you have to have those people in your circle. They have to be on your front row. Um, second is... Um, be willing to learn, be willing to learn anything possible, uh, open yourself up to knowledge um, and dig into that knowledge and don't walk into entrepreneurship egotistical that because someone else isn't in your industry, they don't know, you'd be surprised what they could teach you or what they've done in their past. Um, and the last thing is love yourself for God's sake, just love yourself. So many of us get ourselves stuck because we don't believe in ourselves. Uh, We run up against um, disbelief, self-sabotage and fear and guilt and anger. And all of these things come to the surface generally when we're getting ready to expand, grow and learn and become successful. That's when they all hit. And you need to realize that 
by believing in yourself and being in action, you will create success for yourself because your confidence will soar. So just do it. It doesn't matter who's watching. Just do that video, right? Get out there and do that live. Get out there and do that workshop. It doesn't matter if one person shows up or two people show up. I always say the people that need to hear you will be in the room. The people that need to see your video will see the video. And don't worry about the rest. Don't worry about the rest. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I was taking notes and I'm actually going to be giving a talk uh, tomorrow on um, loving yourself because that's Love just that. something that, and I know you mentioned way earlier in the interview, you mentioned forgive yourself too. Mm -hmm. So not, not to beat yourself. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. So surround the people that will feel you, which is where I usually, I, and I said, add, surround yourself with the people that add to you. Mm -hmm. that, that add to you and be willing to learn and, and stay humble. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, stay, you know, just loving yourself. It, it, it's surprisingly what you can do once you believe in yourself, right? Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you. Anything else that you want to add before we end? You know, I just, um, we live in a world today where there's a lot of hate, a lot of um, segregation, um, a lot of um, them and us. And um, that is being created uh, by design of humans here on earth. That's not created by design of what God intended for us. And just remember that um, if the golden rule is to treat others the way you want to be treated and love one another, then we need to be the example of that. Whether someone else is around you or not, that is not an excuse for you to act the way they do. So be the example um, and stand proud of being that example of who you are. And, you know, I have a lot of people on my podcast say things like, um, I don't know if I can mention God or mention the scripture. I'm like, you can on my podcast you can. And I usually don't ask permission of others when I talk about God or because that's my belief. And I don't force that belief on anyone else. I have my opinions and my beliefs, uh, which is my life. And I, I encourage others to have their beliefs and mm -hmm. their opinions, but stand up for them and don't let them wash, you know, wash away by, by being, um, you know, pushed over by someone else. Stand true in your beliefs and um, just treat others with the respect, you know, that you would want. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. And same thing. I know with my podcast, they're like, well, can I mention God? Well, you can mention whatever you want, whatever helped you persist, whatever helps gotten you through. And, and tell you what, Colleen, honestly, uh, I want to say 99% of the people, uh, they say that God is the key. Mm -hmm. That is the key to their success. Yeah. It is. If you believe in God, um, you know, some people believe in the universe or higher power. I actually believe in both. I believe there's an energy in the universe that um, supplies and it matches the law of the universe. When we push in the energy, the law, you know, the universe matches our energy. When we pray and push our, you know, relationship with God, he's going to match that for us, you know, and he's never not there. So it just depends on if you believe or not. And whatever it is, just believe in something, you know, believe in hope and dreams and success or visions of a better life for you and your family and for others. Don't forget to um, believe that there's it's possible for others, even those that are struggling this holiday season, you know, or um, maybe this year or the last two years. Everything happens for a reason. And if you're still alive, breathing, listening to this podcast, then you are still on your path for your purpose because um, God's not done with you yet. So, <laughs> wow, what a way to end it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.